is a live broadcast on Spreaker um, using the Spreaker Studio app on the mobile phone. And I'm referring now to an article I published on the blog today, 14th of February, 2021, Valentine's Day, but no connection to that at all. This is about the support that Lord Burt had from the staff. And apart from the fact that I'm not happy with how the how the article is written, because to cut a long story short, this computer I bought in Spain, and um, all the, the system and everything's in Spanish, so whenever I type anything and try and do a, a spell check, it, it just puts a green line through everything. So I've not been able to spell check any of these articles, so I'm not sure if there's lots of mistakes. But on the actual substance... I'm not happy with it, and I've, I've sort of tried to change it and tweak it and everything. But I wanted to make the point, and this was finally cut out of the dissertation. I wanted to, to make the point that, whereas Greg Dyke, he left the BBC because of something specific... Um, to do with the the Hutton inquiry and Iraq and everything, with Lord Burt, he 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 suffered problems from within. I think it's it's fair to say there were a number of people working at Television Centre who were not um, happy with his philosophy on the BBC. And obviously it's it's a difficult thing. If you work for the BBC you you have your own idea of what the BBC should be about, what the direction should be, that kind of thing. And then someone comes along with a not only a different idea, but also a different remit. Keep in mind Lord Burt was responding to the government, to the ni- the nineteen ninety Broadcasting Act and all of that. So he might have, under other circumstances, he might have had a completely different idea going in. But he had to protect the BBC from what he saw was a a threat. If the BBC didn't do this, then the government would come in and do something far worse. So you have to look at it in those terms. But what I've written is, unlike Dyke, who suffered trouble because of the fallout from the BBC's coverage of the Iraq War and the Hutton Inquiry, the one defining crisis of Lord Burt's time as DG of the BBC came from his own workforce. Unfortunately for Burt, he was unable to keep his troops happy. In reality, the rights and wrongs of the producer-choice controversy can never be decided upon by scientific investigation or a mathematical formula. I mean, the, the, the truth is you never can definitively say that producer-choice worked or didn't because the moment he was gone, it was all, as uh, Snoddy says, it was all completely thrown away. So even if, and we'll never know, but even if Bert's reforms had stayed over time, um, 
years and years later, maybe things would have changed and people would have realized actually these these um, changes made sense. But unfortunately, we'll never know. We just have a few of those headlines about the producers having to so they get a budget and then they have to spend the money on hiring CDs from the library. That kind of thing. So I think the success or failure of the policy depends to a large extent on whether one supports the idea of having what economists would refer to as a mixed economy inside the BBC. Bert's remit was to make the BBC more answerable to the taxpayer. And you could argue, he could argue, this is what he did. But that doesn't mean that his policies worked in other terms, in terms of making the corporation more accountable to the viewer or to the workforce. You see, at the BBC, like like so many areas, like education, like health, the NHS, etc., there are lots of different stakeholders. So doing my research now at Portsmouth, I'm doing on the wide issue of education policy. What you find is there are so many different stakeholders and what may be okay or acceptable to parents may not be to teachers or students or the local community. So many different stakeholders in these issues. And also, not everyone who wanted to save the taxpayer money would have been exactly content with music producers, for example, being given a budget with which to then spend on renting the discs from one of the many BBC libraries. And then producers deciding, well, it's cheaper to go to the record shop and buy the music. But that's then taking the money out of the BBC ecosystem and giving it to HMV or Virgin or whatever, Tower Records. So maybe the system didn't work. But maybe... It didn't work because people who were supposed to put the money back in weren't doing so. If if you had to go to the, the library and pay to rent the CD, that money is basically monopoly money because that goes back into the BBC coffers. So although you are taking money out of your budget, it's 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 swilling around the BBC somewhere. But if you spend it in a, in a local shop, it's gone. You can't get that money back. So the money may have been getting reinvested back into the BBC money tin. But to many people on the outside, the whole process seems quite odd and a complete waste of time. <laughs> 